Welcome to the DCCC Youth Podcast. This podcast is from our series Nutshells about the basic truths of our faith, and in it we talk about Jesus' nature and how it relates to us. When we're talking about Jesus and the Holy Spirit, we won't always be taking two at a time. I'm not sure why I did two at a time this time. So we'll see if we get through both of them, shall we? Um, so, nutshells. We have talked a lot about about a lot of isms, right? You know, what are some isms we've talked about? What? Deism, Hinduism, theism. Oh, Lots of isms. Well, it was kind of a vague question. Uh, so we talked a lot about isms, and there will be many more isms today. But there's a point to the isms, because I'm sure you learn a lot of isms and other random facts in school. But there's a reason that I'm bringing them up today. But as we're talking about Jesus, um, we actually did a whole series on Jesus in Sunday school, so um, we covered a lot of stuff like... Uh, Jesus being radical, his teaching, his miracles, all that stuff. So I wanted to focus more on like the theological side of things, and there's a reason for it. Um, as we uh, go past Jesus, there's an actual, what does this stuff mean for us? And mostly what I wanted to talk about is, who, who is Jesus as God and man? The one thing I wanted to get out of the way is um, virgin birth. Jesus was human, but not born in the normal way. Why does this matter? There's several ideas about why it matters. The, one of the biggest things is just that in order for Jesus to redeem humankind, he had to be human. He couldn't, and in order to take an eternal punishment, he also had to be eternal, had to be God. And so um, then there's a lot of ideas about, like, you know, why exactly was Jesus being conceived by the Holy Spirit? Why is that important? And there's this whole thing called um, traducianism which I mentioned before, that says basically that sin is passed down. There's like uh, there's a federal view of sin where Adam sins and therefore all of humankind is sinful. And then traditionism says the fact that we sin is also passed down through fathers. Like the actual like a physical thing that is that happens. And so because Jesus didn't have a human father, therefore he did not get those sinful things from the father stuff. Um, <laughs> awkward um, <laughs> but um, that's one idea about it but I just wanted to mention some of this stuff when you talk about um, evangelicalism which I know you hear a lot in the news and you kind of get bashed and stuff really it's just kind of a, a broad way to define Christ, you know, um, non-liberal as in Bible-believing um, Orthodox Christianity is evangelical. It can define basically everyone. And there's there's like five big things. They believe in the deity of Christ, the virgin birth, miracles, things like that. Um, and so this is a pretty big I, thing that I wanted to bring up for that reason. So Jesus was human but not born in the normal way, which now enters us into the realm of, well, what does it really mean that Jesus was God and man? And there have been many, many ideas about this. And I know myself, when I first became a Christian, you know, fly. <laughs> thing is driving me insane. Um, I know when I first became a Christian, you're like trying to figure it out and you have all these ideas. And it's so easy, I remember when you're young, to think that you're like the first person that has thought an idea. You're like, oh, I got this figured out. And then, then you find out, oh, oh, that's a heresy. <laughs> I got it figured out this time. Oh, heresy again. Don't! Oh. But... <laughs> 
but um, so there's a lot of things I mean especially there's so many areas this is true but in theology usually if you think you've come up with something new and novel it probably means that you've fallen into some heresy you didn't know existed Um, and we're going to learn about some of them today and again there's a reason why they're really important so the big question is what does it mean that Jesus was both fully human and fully God so there's some ideas about this number one is Nestorianism a lot of these come from names these are these are all bad (laughs) The, the, uh, the ones that are orthodox they don't get names because it's just orthodox like the the true the one truth. yes the so they don't they don't get isms because they're the true ones right. it's just orthodox Christian belief okay. uh, Nestorian is all these ones well most of them not the last one they get their names from people some poor fellow who put a, an idea forward and was condemned as a heretic Nestorius he's a really important guy though actually because he put forward this first one and he was condemned a heretic and he was exiled and he took the gospel to China Nestorian missionaries were the first people to bring the news of Jesus to China in uh, the early 700, 730 or so Um, and then from like 930 AD there's a big thing called the Nestorian tablet that I've actually seen you can go in Xi'an there's a big um, museum and they actually have it there it's really super old and it tells the story of the first Christian missionaries coming to China and it's really interesting they were heretics but the thing about it is it's, a, it's one of these things that's not like, um, well, obviously, it w- it's really important, but um, you can still explain the truth of the gospel, and it's not going to be like super distorted. So China still received the truth from these Nestorian missionaries. I just think it's really interesting. So there's your China fact for the day coming from the lesson that has nothing to do with China. But Nestorianism means that the human and divine natures are completely separate. So what that means is there's Jesus. He's got a human nature and a divine nature, and they don't mix. They're, you can see the square is like Jesus, and then the two are separate within Jesus. Got it? And so it's almost like a uh, Jekyll Hyde kind of thing. Only they're not necessarily one is bad, but that's like the idea. There's two separate things that can actually exist separately and have different desires and thoughts within Jesus at the same time. Interesting, eh? Um, some people would say even that maybe Nestorius himself didn't go this far but he just leaned more this way than other people he's like theological nemesis was a guy um, named Cyril 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 of Alexandria they kind of represented the opposite spectrums on this Um, so that's Nestorianism here's a good one Eutychianism after Eutychus I don't remember what his name is. Human and divine nature is blend to create a new type of nature. So it's kind of like you're making muffins and you take your flour and your sugar and your baking powder and whatever and you mix it all together and all of a sudden, hey, look, it's muffin batter. It mixes together and forms something new. They're not even separate anymore. Human and divine nature, they completely mix and it's one new nature. The problem with this one that a lot of people would point out is that how can Jesus save human nature if he doesn't truly have it? And how can he perform the actions that God's nature needs to perform if he's not truly God either, if it's just this mixed-together thing that's not really either one of them? He's the guy who said this. Are you thinking of Eutychus, like, in 
the book of Acts, he's the guy who fell out of the window because he fell asleep okay. when Paul was preaching. Yeah. Probably very important to you because I know you struggle with that sometimes. <laughs> the hero. What? <laughs> uh, he's the guy, he's the kid in Acts who <laughs> Paul was preaching and he preached too long and he fell asleep and fell out of a window. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like a few months ago. Oh, oh uh, uh, um... John Wolverton. Yeah, yeah every every sermon. The Cedarville God. I just want to make people in that show. Um, like snoring and like like the hot of like a like a comic fell out of the window. I think that's Eutychus. That was Eutychus, right? I'm pretty sure. Wait, he's already sharing a really random story. You gotta learn. This is what Matt is about. If Sam were here, he would be yelling a really random story even louder. It's related to the following No, it's related to falling out the window, like. <laughs> but like I was just wondering if the 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 it's a football player like holding up to the hospital, like the ambulance came. Okay. And, 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 and it was like, hey, like a big yawn. Anyway. Anyway. Back to Eutychianism. So that's Eutychianism. Next. Apollinarianism. After Apollinarius. Jesus had a human body, but his mind and spirit were God. <laughs> I like this heritage. You're supposed to say, no, that's bad after everyone. So there's Jesus the man and the spirit of the son the son and everything takes the, actually takes the place of his mind and will. So actually a better one would be if like we had a body a body and I was you know it was going in but um the point is the body and the, the other stuff is separate. Um the big problem that people would point out with this one is that, well, really the problem, the, the thing that needs to be redeemed about us a lot is our will. We make sinful choices. If that's completely taken out, there's no real human nature. How can Jesus save human nature? Um, and then, you know, there's scripture to support all this. But we don't have time to go. We could spend all day on one of these things. But um, So that's one of the problems. And then the big one, this actually shows up a little later, Gnosticism. And this is like the one that the, the early church battled and battled and battled for so long. And this is slightly different than the other ones. But um, gnosis in Greek is knowledge. Um, and Gnosticism in various forms was fought against for so long because what it actually did, it was kind of existed a little bit before, but it really came in full-fledged when, when Christianity started spreading. Um, spiritual knowledge is the way to salvation and anything that's physical is evil. Spirit, your goal is to achieve this knowledge, and there's all this secret stuff. They'd only, you had to go through all these initiation rituals, and they would tell you this stuff. And Jesus was a spiritual savior who brings the truth, and he's the 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 redeemer and the savior, and that he imparted the spiritual knowledge you needed for salvation. Some really weird stuff, but um, spirit good, body bad. Now we're going to talk about where this comes in today, especially Gnosticism. It's one of these things where you're like, oh, Gnosticism, whatever, second century. There's a, I think there's a big problem with Gnosticism today. It kind of creeps in really easily um, to how we think about things. So, the big question is, what does it mean for us? There's three big things that I think um, comes in with this. 
um, when you think about these things. Um, yeah. So, do you have a picture of like what I didn't make one. What would it this is going to complicated. <laughs> okay, so this is Father, Holy Spirit, Son. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> human nature. Uh, human body, let's say. Okay, I know this is really complicated, but <laughs> but you have it's really hard to picture this. This is the same thing with Trinity. You can try diagrams, but it's really hard to make a non-heretical one. Um, and so the idea is that the human body is part of the divine nature. Like it's got that in it too. Here's the human nature. The point is, the way they usually put it is like it is human and divine natures um, existing completely in unity together but not mixing to form a new thing they're just both there they do not conflict they are always together and they exist there but it's not like a new thing so in a way again what happened with Jesus it does not exactly happen with us because it's not like and we're going to get to this um, one thing that you'll hear sometimes, and there are, I would say, maybe Orthodox Christians who believe this, who believe that there are two natures in, in you, the sin nature and your new creation nature. And that's actually the first thing I'm going to talk about, because I don't really think that's true, and I think it's not very helpful in a lot of ways. And so the first one is nature. We are new creations, like new, new. Um, and I know <laughs> we've talked about briefly before Romans chapter 7 where Paul is talking about um, why do I do I do what I don't want to do but it's not me but the sin living in me and you know there's so much to deal with with that but I really think and I um, for a long time I really believe you know there's two natures but I really think that is not a helpful belief and I don't think it's true I think the Bible says we are new creations and we have a nature that has been redeemed Romans before that in, in chapter 6 says you are slaves to sin now you are no longer slaves to sin. You are slaves to righteousness. And, you know, that's even an analogy with the whole slave thing. But the whole point is that the idea of these two natures, let's say, we go, I'm thinking of Nestorianism here, basically, that there's like this sin nature and, and then this godly nature in you. It's just like with Jesus, it's not really the right idea. They're not these completely separate things. And so it's really easy to do that and, and use it kind of like this thing well I couldn't help it it was my sin nature in me I just couldn't I couldn't help it doing that um, and it's not I don't think it's a right idea and I think it minimizes what God has done in us we have a nature we have a body we have a spirit and those things I don't want you to disconnect those things and we're going to get to that in just a second because I think that's also really important to this is that we have this nature and it has been redeemed. We are new creations. And sin is a problem, but sin is also your problem. It is not like Jekyll and Hyde. Like, when I do good stuff, it's the good Stephanie. And when I do bad stuff, it's the bad Stephanie. And I can't really help that. Because that's just my sin nature. Um, so, that's part one. Uh, it's not like this separate Jekyll and Hyde thing. 
Um, think the whole goal of this and the whole goal of talking about Jesus and thinking about this is that he was obviously different because he was God and man but he was a whole human being and all these things that were um, declared heresies were trying to separate Jesus into these different parts and say well this part was this and this 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 and really they just came down to saying you know he was a human being and there were special things and some things are really hard to understand but I think the reason I wanted to talk about this is we can come away with important things about this. Mind. This, I'm thinking of Apollinarianism here. Jesus redeems our mind as well. It's not like spirit and intellectual things are separate. And I see this a lot too, where people are like, well, I just got to have faith. And faith is good. Faith is necessary. But faith does not mean switching off your mind. And I don't think to be a Christian you have to switch off your mind and not deal with issues. You know, um, I talked to Rachel about this a lot, and I brought it up before. I think a lot of Christians live kind of in this perpetual state of doubt. Like, let's just you know take evolution. We mentioned it last week, for example. You're like, well, it kind of causes this doubt in your mind. But you're like, I'll just have faith. I'll just have faith that that um, what I believe is true, and I'll not worry about this because that's too difficult. And really, I think that what that creates in you is worse doubt. I think the best thing you can do for doubt is to face it, turn on your mind, and say, let's figure this out. What am I going to do? Because otherwise you just kind of have this low-level feeling like, maybe I don't know what I need to know. You know, like, or maybe this is right and I'm wrong. And you just need to, to basically man up or woman up <laughs> and, and, and face it and say, I'm going to figure this out because, you know, in my experience, every time I do that, I come away so much stronger in my faith, not weaker. Um, if there's something I'm like, I, I just, I, I have doubts about this. And it's hard to do because you're afraid. What if I look this in the face and I find out that what I believe is wrong? Well, I think it's much better to, to make your faith your own and not just hold on to it because it's something that your parents did or something that you've just done your whole life. And so, mind and spirit are not separate. It's not like in order to really worship God, you have to turn your mind off. In fact, I think it's kind of the opposite. Like when you just turn your mind off and you worship only with your emotions, you're you're basically turning off half of yourself. Like you're not giving yourself over completely to God and he's not engaging your mind in a way that is very good for you. Um, So that's good too. Matter is not evil. Um, This is the one where I'm thinking of like um, Gnosticism and and, uh, some of the other ones. Our bodies also will be redeemed. And this is one I see all the time. Um, like there's a lot I love Hillsong um, Hillsong United and Hillsong they have a lot of good songs one thing I don't like about their music is a lot of times like uh, they'll have lyrics like you're the one who saved my soul blah 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 blah. you'll hear that a lot you saved my soul and it for me it's actually I think it kind of when you're always singing things like that it gets the idea that your soul is the only part of you that's saved like and the Bible is really clear that the physical stuff is not evil. Like, you are redeemed as a whole. Jesus was a man for a reason. And our bodies will be remade in heaven. So our bodies are also redeemed. Um, that's why through the ages, um, for you know, to varying degrees, Christians have been kind of against cremation um, because they think it's, some Christians think it shows a lack of faith in God redeeming your body. I don't really share that view because I think God can probably put those pieces back together. But, um, but they, that's why tr- Christians traditionally are buried. Um, 
it shows faith that the body will be also redeemed. And so this, I think, is the one that is like, it's so easy to slip into, though, this Gnosticism stuff, where you're like, well, I just want all this physical stuff to fade away, and I just want to worship God in my spirit. Or, like, all this stuff. It's it, No, I mean, you hear people say this all the time. Oh, let there be light. I say, I say it every time. Um, and, and this is the one that I just, it is so easy to do this. Um, and so I just wanted to bring this up because I think it's also really important to avoid this. I think there's a lot to be said for physical being good. And so, you know, maybe not you guys, but throughout lots of Christians, they'll like maybe have a low view of sports. I feel like for Christians, usually it's like super overboard or super, you don't do that because, you know, we need to focus on spiritual things. Like, the things of the earth are meant to be enjoyed. And we will enjoy things physically in heaven, the new earth. It's not just heaven. You know, we picture... Uh, you guys know that cartoon and comic strip Family Circus? Have you ever seen yeah. that? Yeah, there's, there's always, they always have these ones where um, it's like the guardian angels looking down from heaven and they're on the cloud with their wings and they're watching the little kid romp around the neighborhood or whatever. And again, that's kind of, the, I think, a bad idea because we kind of think, like, you know, we're like floating around with our wings, playing our harps in heaven. But I don't know that it's going to be that way. The Bible talks about a new earth where the earth isn't broken like it is now. There's not suffering. It's the way it was meant to be. And it's physical. And those things that you enjoy doing now, running, you know, whatever it is, I really think those things are still going to be there. It's not just floating around and doing this, you know, playing harps or whatever, electric guitars. Um, So I think this is really, really important. And I think these three things, I think, I I know, I see attitudes about these things that aren't good, um, that we're kind of like, view ourselves as this, chopped in half Jekyll and Hyde thing when we need to be new creations we need to act like it obviously sin is still a problem mind we turn off our minds for, for uh, spiritual things and then we turn off our bodies you know kind of for spiritual things too you are a person don't cut yourself up and make the only thing that can worship God is like your your soul um, it's about the mind the body everything um and you have been made new if you're a Christian. And let's start doing that. Let's start thinking of ourselves as people and not separating this part from this part. And, and that's, you know, it seems like maybe we got far away from it, but that's why I wanted to talk about from this angle with Jesus because when we look at Jesus and the things that were condemned as heresies throughout the centuries, we really get a clear picture of who we are and, how, you know, how we're redeemed. You know, they're condemning these things because maybe it's not this way or this way it tells us some things about ourselves as well um, we'll keep Holy Spirit for next week <laughs>